everybody. Welcome to episode number three of the Reverend Babble Podcast. This is Cody Kelly. And this is Neil Huntley. And we're just so excited to be back and talking with you guys again. What's up? Man, s- s- someone sounds pretty excited. Just slightly. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, you know, we're back live in the unnamed studio. We got to come up with a name, Cody. Yeah, we honestly do need to come up with a name for the first the one studio. was really cool, just because that's the name of the road that you live on. Not to give away like where you live and stuff, but, right? But it's okay. Why'd you give away my address, man? They're not gonna come find you if they do. You got a camera at the door. It's okay. Well, that's true. Um, but we gotta, you know, we gotta come up with the name of the studio. But we're live in it, whatever it's called. Yes. In Viva Mars Vegas, home of the Randy Travis. God's country. God's country, baby. Good old sweet Union County. We're back. We are back. What's new with you, Cody? Honestly, man, it hasn't been too awful much. Just kind of, uh, I just started my uh, school classes this week. I think I I mentioned that in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh, So I've just been working on those the past week. It's been going pretty good so far. Just been kind of trying to do some quizzes and keep all... Just keep up the grades and GPA up, basically. Are you having to do, like, discussion boards and stuff? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm having to do, like, all those discussion boards where you, like, say your name and, like, a lot of stuff about yourself that really no one cares to talk about, but you and have you to mention You had to post one thing and respond to, like, three people? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't miss that at all. Every single class. I mean, of course, all my classes are online now, obviously, so, like, I, I got to do that for every single class, but, you know. No, thanks. So, man, what's going on with you? Well, um, first of all, we're recording this on a Monday instead of a Tuesday this week, right? Monday, um, Monday, Monday. Because tomorrow being Tuesday while we're recording this is my my wife and I's um, anniversary. Really? Tomorrow is our two-year anniversary. So, um, Amber, when you listen to this on Thursday, just remember I said happy anniversary again on Monday for it to be on Tuesday. Um, but um, Cody was nice enough to let us do this early. Um, but we did celebrate our anniversary this past weekend. Uh, we went oh, down, really? yeah, we went down to Charleston. We went down to Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, I know all the COVID and all that stuff going on, but we didn't have any reservations about it. Everything down in Charleston's open. All the restaurants are open. Oh yeah, we you know these things called restaurants, Cody. Really? Yeah, we got to sit in these things, and people brought us food, and we didn't have to take it home and eat out of a box. Wait, really? We got to eat on a plate. Are you telling me that's a thing? Yeah, it, it used to be, and it is slowly coming back. But we had some awesome food. Um, it wasn't overcrowded down there. There was a good amount of people, but you could tell people were respecting each other's boundaries. You know, right. that social distancing or whatever. Every restaurant we went to, well, that's good. The tables were spaced out, which I mean, in South Carolina, I think in North Carolina now, it's fifty percent capacity is what they're allowed to do. Yes, um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but with I mean, even with there being a lot of people down there, you could just see that everybody was happy to see people out and about. Oh, right, for sure. I mean, we crossed the big bridge. If you've ever been down to Charleston, have you ever been to Charleston? I have a couple times, yeah. yeah. So if you like history and you like food, you might as well go to Charleston because that's that's all Charleston is. Um, But you go across the big bridge, see all the boats out in the water. It was awesome just to see people being outside and and loving the day that they had ahead. So that was cool. So that's what was new with me this week. Oh, well, that's pretty awesome, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we had a good time. We only stayed for one night, but I mean, we did so much. I think in total, we got like probably thirty thousand steps in in two days. So. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Did a whole lot of walking. A whole lot of walking. Yep, it was fun. Alrighty, well, we'll be back here in just a minute with some double play Devo. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Neil here. Once again, just want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope you're enjoying it so far. I know we just got started. 
but just wanted to remind y'all to leave us a rating, leave, leave us a nice review, and subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Um, you can contact us at reverentbabble at gmail.com. We also are on Twitter at reverentbabble. I'm on Twitter at Neil Huntley. And Cody is too at CKRedSox72. Thanks again. Let's get on to the show. Let's dive on into the Double Play Devo. Uh, for y'all that are new to the podcast, we do like to talk about sports, um, but we also want to have a devotion with each um, show as well. Um, and this week, Cody came up with the topic. So, Cody, what do you have for us today? Well, well, as far as coming up for the topic for this week, for the last few days, I was just kind of thinking about different topics I wanted to kind of discuss, you know, like especially ones that are kind of making me apply during this time during this pandemic time yeah. for sure. And the topic I came up for this episode is running the race. And before you get started, I want to throw that in uh, real quick. When I worked down at Fort Castle on summer staff, yeah. uh, the summer, I can't remember when it was, but it was during the Summer Olympics as well when we were down there. Really? And so our theme for that um, summer was around like Olympic themed and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And this, this topic was our, you know, our, our theme for the whole summer. It was really cool. Oh, so I, well, I, that's pretty I had, cool. I had some, some memories when you brought it up. So thanks for bringing it up. Oh, sh- sure. Th- Oh, sure thing, man. But, yeah, I did, did not know that. Didn't mean to interrupt, so keep going. Oh, oh, it's all good, dude, man. You're good. So, I came up with running the race just because, as Christians, we go through this really difficult journey called life. And I know I'm, I'm only 18, but, you know, life's pretty tough, even at 18 sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just... um. Just during this life, we just go through a lot of different things, and we got a lot of different challenges. But as Christians, we are called to run a race, or think of our Christian walk as a race. Yeah. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 26, the Apostle Paul kind of talks about running a race. Yeah, this is actually the scripture that we used um, for our t-shirts and stuff that year. So I, I love this verse. So go ahead and read it, Cody. Uh, it says in verse 24, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. Yeah, I I love this verse, Cody. You know, we're all running this race, right? Right. And, you know, when it comes to sports, they're running a race, whether they're actually running an actual, like, Olympic race or they're, you know, competing in a basketball game, football game, whatever. That's that's a race. You're racing to the championship. Right. right? Now, you know, not ragging on Tom Brady, but the, all those Lombardis he had, that those that's what you call a perishable crown, okay? Once this world is done, once Christ comes back, that Lombardi trophy is not going to mean anything in the long run. Right, for sure. And And as Christians, one thing that we can put our faith and trust in is that even though we go through a lot of challenges during life, we have that prize and that goal that we sh- strive for, which is that one day we'll be able to go to heaven and present our crowns that we earned during this life to God. And we just have that 
goal to keep in mind while we're running this race called life. And one other verse that I had that kind of relates to that is Romans 8, verses 17 through verse 18. And it says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Yeah, and scooting on down the same chapter, um, Paul says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Uh, so, you know, you know, I think I think Paul was a sports guy. He he really he I really liked he talking was. about a race, didn't he? Yeah. Um, another verse uh, is over in um, James chapter one. Uh, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So on this race, we're going to have trials. Oh, absolutely. This, you know, pandemic, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, this is a trial for everybody in the world. Usually we go through our own little personal trials here, here and there. And sometimes those trials are similar to other people, but they happen at different times along the race. It depends on what lane you're running in, if we want to get all technical about a race. Right. Right. Um, but I've used this a lot. I've used this whole theme, this whole message a lot when it kind of, like I said, when I worked down at Fort Casual. Um, I did it when I preached to the church one Wednesday night when um, Pastor Barry was out of town um, because it's, it's so relatable, okay? Oh, right, um, totally. when I th- When I think about this, I think about running a race as in like, you know, like The Amazing Race. You remember that show, The Amazing Race? Yeah. I don't know if it's still on TV or not, um, but most of the time they had a backpack, right? Right. And they would carry stuff in their backpack and they got to a certain checkpoint and they had to get rid of some things, right? Right, they make get room, rid of some make things in order to go to the things, next uh, right? stage, yeah. And not to get too far into it, but you know, we have to, sometimes we carry stuff with us and we don't want to let go, but we have to, to keep going on this race. And I'll talk more about that in the coming weeks when I share my testimony during this, because that really, you know, this, this talks, this verse and what it talks about really is, so is, um, I associate it with my testimony a lot. Um, but I love this verse. I really enjoyed going over this and, you know, kind of revisiting these things. Oh, for sure, man. I mean, I've really enjoyed talking about this topic and just kind of one other thing I thought that was really cool about this topic is that kind of relates to this topic is that, uh, this past, uh, school year, not this past semester, but last year I was doing school and I had to read a big book for, uh, for an English class, you know, you know, you know, you know, English classes, they have you read like a whole bunch of books and stuff. Yeah. But for this class, it was for your final book report. And it had to be a 10-page book report. Oh, boy. So, but you could basically choose any book that you wanted to a degree, obviously. Okay. And one of the books that I was interested in reading was uh, Pilgrim's Progress. Okay. I had always heard of it, obviously, as a kid, but I never read yeah, it. I've never heard of it. Well, well, it was a book written in the 16th century England by oh, okay. uh, by a man named John Bunyan. Now, obviously, not he's not related to Paul Bunyan, right? I don't think so. Okay, just make sure. I'll, I'll, I think I'll have to check my sources on that, okay. but I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway, so it was written by a man named John Bunyan, and it was basically the whole book is basically uh, symbolic of the Christian life. The main character's name is Christian, and he has a burden on his back that he can't get rid of, and he's on a journey to what is equivalent to heaven 
And okay. he goes through various trials and meets a bunch of different people along the way. So it's like he's on the race. He's right. on the race to okay. getting to the goal, which is getting to heaven. But he has to go through different trials and he has to go overcome different obstacles throughout his journey there, which is obviously symbolic of what we as Christians go through on an everyday basis. And even just regular people who just go through on an everyday basis. Yeah. And just to remind you once again, just like that scripture in James says, consider it joy when you go through various trials, you know, when we go through trials, we want to we want to freak out, right? And I may have said it on the podcast. I, I know I've said it to the youth at church. Sometimes it feels like we have nowhere to turn, but God gives us that so the only way we can look is up and depend on Him and call out to Him and ask Him, you know, to get us out of this trial, to get us out of this hole. But it says it right there. Um, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, and patience has its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So you're going to go, everybody's on this race. Everybody's at different stages in this race. You're just starting college. You think a 10-page essay is long? Just wait till about junior, senior oh, year. Oh, <laughs> I can't I, wait. I wrote, I wrote a 25-page paper on the merger of the NFL and the AFL, and it was a lot, but it was fun. Um, but we're all in different stages of this race, but we're all competing for that same prize. So there's going to be trials. We're going to trip. Some are going to trip harder than others. But even in those trials, consider it joy because Jesus Christ, he still died for you no matter what you're going through. He died for you. He rose again for you just so, you know, he could call you friend. So that way, that, that gap that was torn between us and God with Adam and Eve, that gap's bridged again, and we're back together. That's some good stuff. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with some sports. Hey everybody, what's going on? I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Just want to take a second just to let you guys know that if you have any prayer needs or just something on your mind, you can always contact us through our social medias. They are in the show notes in the description of this podcast and just always wanted to let you know that that's always available if you just want to talk to somebody if you have any questions just let us know and i hope you guys are having a great day and now back to the show all right it's sports time time to update y'all on the week that was in the world of sports this is the weekly score the weekly score what you got for today, Cody? Um, well, obviously, you know, I'm a baseball guy, so I got to s- start with some MLB news. You? A baseball guy? The one with his Red Sox hat on, his Winget baseball shirt, his Red Sox mouse pad, his MLB calendar. There's got to be something else baseball in here. No, not you. Really? I'm just surprised. Sarcastically. Uh, all right, all right, baseball guy, what you got? Anyway, um... Anyway, as far as the MLB 2020 season goes, there hasn't been a whole lot of changes in the past week, except that the except that the MLB and MLB Players Association are expected to kind of have another meeting, trying to discuss. Okay, it hadn't gone so well so far. It has not gone so well so far, but but on May the 22nd, the MLB presented a new uh, proposal that will actually be um that'll actually be addressed this week and by the time this podcast comes out it may it may have already been addressed but i guess we'll just see okay um but as far as the 
situation goes, I can kind of give you a little bit of a timeline that's kind of been surrounding the 2020 season. Sure, yeah. Give us a quick recap. Well, on May the 11th, the MLB owners all reached an agreement to have the regular season be 82 games, have expanded rosters up to 30 players, and a universal DH or designated hitter for, for both leagues this year. Okay, so for not just American League this year, for National League too. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, so you won't see pitchers like uh, Steven Strasburg or Madison Bumgarner or, or Jacob DeGrom hit this year, hey, unfortunately. I'm, I'm old school when it comes to baseball. I think it's cool to have the pitchers, the pitchers hit sometimes. Um, but I'm all for it this year because I'll tell you what, the Braves, we got some guys that can really – hit the ball this year. We got we got some bats on offense. And, you know, like that kid said during the Little League World Series, you know, I, I like to hit dingers. Yeah. The Braves can hit some dingers this year. Oh, for sure. So what else was it? I'm sorry. Oh, well, on – well, back on May 11th, all of the MLB owners reached an agreement as far as, like, the main layout for the 2020 season. They all agreed upon that it would be a – that the regular season would be a uh, 80 – two games and that the rosters would be expanded from 26 to 30 players and the postseason would include 14 teams instead of 10. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So that's, they'll have to redo seeds and everything, right? Oh yeah, for sure. But, but they also included the 50, 50 revenue split, which they talked about, which I talked about last week. Too. Yeah. And that's that I don't, I still don't think that's going to go over well. What do you think? No, I don't. Th- no, I don't think the players are going to be f- for that, especially because they already agreed on their salaries being prorated back in March. So having a fifty-fifty revenue split on top of the prorated salary, I just don't know if the players are going to be for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they are going to be either. I think as long as that's in there, I mean, I don't think I don't see the player association agreeing with that. Um, I'm, you know, finances are hard, finance, especially in times like this. But I don't see the players agreeing to a cap on their salary because baseball's never had one, and honestly, they should never have one. Oh, no. I mean, it's like, well, that's honestly one of the things that makes baseball even more unique is that there is no salary cap as far as players' salary. And, of course, that's part of the reason why you see a lot of these players getting really big contracts like Mike Trout and Garrett Cole and all the big players getting the money. If your franchise has the money, go for it. Oh, right, for sure. So, exactly. What else you got for us? Well, the the, 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 – well, on May 18th, all or some of the MLB owners claimed that they would lose up to $640,000 per game without fans being able to attend. Whoa. That's what they claimed. Obviously, I'm sure some people in the media have kind of backlashed that a little bit, but that's at least what the owners claimed. And kind of throughout since that week, they've had a little bit of talks about safety proposals. There hasn't been that much talk about safety proposals. It's mainly just been about how the players and owners and pretty much how teams are going to get paid in general, which I don't personally like. I think you should be a lot more focused on safety precautions as far as far as the season goes rather than your salary. Get the safety precautions underway first and then start talking about how you, how players are going, to, are going to get paid. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think they just need to settle and right now say no fans at the beginning. I mean, you see NASCAR is doing that and it's doing just fine, and I'll get to that in a little bit. And maybe eventually they can have fans at the at the races and they can have fans at the games. But just flat out say no fans right now. Right, for and sure. And just do what we need to, get, to do to get started. 
And um, yeah, that's that's about all. That's my opinion on that. Well, and the well, and I think the most important thing for Major League Baseball right now is they just need to kind of just make an agreement on something for now, at least, if nothing else, and then just get ready to play. Because the most important thing right now is the players have to be on the field getting ready to play more than anything else, especially with a, a little bit more, um, a little bit more of a leeway as far as kind of lessening the restrictions on staying at home orders and stuff like that around the country. Mm-hmm. I think with the lessening of restrictions on that should give the MOB an opportunity to get ready for the 2020 season and kind of sort out the money part later. Exactly. That, and you hit nail right on the head. So what else you got for us, Cody? Um, well, in well, in other news, this is in the world of college sports. Well, around the country, many um, colleges have had to cut a lot of their programs, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and, and also, as far as the Power Five conferences go, a bunch of Division I conferences have talked to their individual schools about them kind of reopening their schools for practicing facilities, like, for example, like for football players and basketball players getting back on campus this summer to kind of get ready to practice for their upcoming seasons. And as far as the Power Five conferences go, really a lot of the Power Five conferences had just kind of left it to the individual schools within the conferences. To which, kind is, of, which is a safe thing to do. Oh, right, for sure. As far as to kind of let them decide if they want to hold individual workouts or not. And as far as the different conferences go, the only colleges that have officially opened up so far, their schools for individual workouts is in the ACC. You have University of Louisville. They're opening back up on June 8th. And then in the Big Ten, Ohio State is also opening back up on June 8th, as well as the University of Illinois they're going to open up in the middle of June. Now, is this just for athletes or is this for all students? This is just for athletes right now as far as like individual workouts go and just kind of getting prepared for the season. So they'll be living on campus and things like that? I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. But that's I mean, if you get to, you get to that point, you kind of step on sore toes about, you know, well, you know, if it's not safe for all students to come back, then why are we just letting the athletes come back? Right. And that's definitely I'm sure an argument that 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 hasn't really been brought up as much right now. Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, there I'm sure there'll have been something that's de- talking about that for sure. But a lot of schools are having to make the decisions if they want to hold individual workouts or not. And a lot of the big ones haven't right now. I'm sure just because they're kind of yeah trying to wait and see what happens. Sure, yeah. Um, just scrolling through, I know a couple weeks back I talked about you know the Pac-12. They might just play just conference games. I don't see anything in this article from ESPN uh, mentioning the Pac-12. Um, but I, I think it's a safe bet just to leave it up to the schools. Oh, um, for sure. I think it's just a safe bet to do that because one thing, that, that leaves it up to them. You're not telling them what to do or what they should do. It doesn't cause any backlash if you make everybody open up in your conference and then something bad happened on one or two of the campuses. That's a safe bet. And that's what we need to do right now as we're opening back up. You know, like I said, I went down to Charleston this weekend. I was very excited. But you could see everybody was taking precautions, right? Um, They need to take precautions as well. 
Um, plus, it would be interesting if, like, in the ACC, only, like, three teams played, you know, and then you don't uh, – you maybe the three bottom teams that year, one of them's randomly the ACC champion this year. Yeah. So, I mean – That'd be kind of funny. No matter what that happens this sports season, um, if the season's shorter, if not as all the teams play, there's going to be an asterisk beside whoever wins. Oh, right, for sure. Just because of all this situation stuff going on. Absolutely. But to kind of end this article, a lot of different schools have had to either have major budget cuts or even get rid of some of their athletic programs altogether. Yeah, I know we were talking right before the show started, um, and I don't, I don't think you knew it either, but Furman, just, they just shut down their baseball program. Yeah, and that's honestly really sad because they actually have a pretty – yeah, that, that's a Division One baseball program. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, down in Greenville, right? Down yeah. in South Carolina. Yeah, down and there in that area. When, when I heard that on the radio the other day, I, I was shocked. You know, um, we've had some other programs uh, shut down, but it really hit home that, you know, a school like Furman, as prestigious as they are, and pretty decent athletic, um, athletic teams that they have, that they shut down the baseball team. Oh, f- 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 for sure. And as far as this other – colleges around the country it's just a real shame not only for the schools but just for the athletes that were a part of these programs and just kind of seeing their college athletic careers just kind of go down the drain a little bit yeah and it also scares me a little bit because i mean if schools like Furman, schools like cincinnati shut down their soccer program if if these d1 schools especially cincinnati i'm not sure are they in the america conference now yeah so they're they're up yeah. there in d1 what about these d2 schools you know, right? Are, yeah, are, are no, there like athletic, all these like smaller schools like D two and D three. Yeah, are there athletic um, teams? Are they, are they going to last? Yeah, and the, it makes you wonder. Oh, right, for sure, absolutely, and that's just one of the things that just kind of has has you thinking throughout this whole process. And I, I honestly, I honestly don't think it would go that far, but you never know. And it doesn't mean these things are gone forever. Um, it just doesn't look like they'll be back next year, you know? Right. You know, some, some places cut athletics and some, some of them bring them right back and some of them don't have them at all. And then they bring them in and it don't work out and they cut them again. But, you know, hopefully once everybody gets back on their feet and once all these schools, you know, actually have not just athletes, but students on campus too, money starts coming back in. Maybe they can open these things back up. I, I hope schools like Furman, you know, don't just go and, you know, destroy their baseball stadium. I hope in the next three oh, or four I know, years that'd be terrible. they can bring that back because not only do, you know, fans need sports, but schools need sports too. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, Neil, what do you, uh, what do you, what do you, you have for us today? Well, first of all, um, I don't have anything bad to say about the Rams. Hey, that's a first. This is the first time in Reverend Babel history that I'm not going to joke on the Rams in the episode. Um, good job this week, Rams, by not doing anything crazy. Uh, your uniforms are still ugly, and that still looks like a Chargers logo, but I'm not, I'm not getting on the soapbox today. I have it right here just in case. I have it right. I'm holding it right now, um, but I'm not going to get on it today if I can help it. Um, so, we, you know, last last week we ended the episode talking about our favorite moments that we've seen in sports. Like, we've actually, we were actually there, right? You remember right. talking about that? Yes. You talked about being in a Nationals game. I talked about, you know, being at a Panthers game, being at a, at a wrestling show. So, I opened it up. You know, we put it on Twitter. We put it on – I put it on my Facebook. And I just wanted to um, go down some of them that were talked about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That sounds good. So, um, thank you all for the ones that responded. And I'm going to read some of them real quick. So my buddy James, um, 
He said he was at the NFC Championship game in 2015. Oh, the one yeah. with the Panthers and the Cardinals? Yeah, Panthers and Cardinals. Um, he bought one ticket in the nosebleeds for $300. He sat by himself. Um, by the time the game ended, he said he was hugging strangers. You can't do that now. Um, but <laughs> he said by the end of the game, he was hugging strangers. And, yeah, just like he says, that game was a complete beatdown. Oh, I, yeah. I've never seen the Panthers dominated team like they did the Cardinals that night. I, I remember, you know, something happening and Cam throwing an interception. And the very next play, Carson Palmer threw one to the end zone and Kirk Coleman intercepted right back. So, every time the Cardinals thought, hey, we got a chance to come back, we shut it down and we just whooped them. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Another one. Um, was uh, Michael Pugh said his favorite one was another, it was at a Panthers game as well. Panthers versus Saints 2013. He said it was pouring rain in the entire game, but we managed to get second row seats in the end zone. Um, oh, from that's some, awesome. Yeah, from someone that didn't want to sit in the rain. So they got them from somebody that didn't want to sit in the rain, and they went and sat second row. He said Dominic Hickson caught the game-winning touchdown in our corner of the end zone, and that sent the Panthers into the playoffs. I remember watching that game as well. Um, it was raining so hard you could barely see it on camera. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, another one is from Jamarcus Tillman. He said um, he was at the game when the Dolphins came back and beat the Patriots on the Miami Miracle. Do you oh, remember the Miami that? Miracle with, the, game? with lateral? Yeah. So, from a couple years ago? Yeah. And so Jamarcus was down there um, because he was supporting our friend Stefan Anthony, who at the time was playing for the Miami Dolphins. Um, I, played, I played ball with him in high school. He went on to Clemson and got drafted by the Saints in the first round. And uh, at that time, he was playing for the uh, for the Dolphins, and so he was part of that team that beat the Patriots on the Miami Miracle. That's why Jamarcus was down there. And wow, what's, that's what, really cool. What's man. funny is you know he was down there rooting on and cheering for Stefan, but Jamarcus is a Patriots fan too. Um, so it was wow. kind of bittersweet for him. Wow, so, wow. So he was kind of conflicted a little bit. Yeah, and a, a couple more real quick. Um, one of my one of my kinfolk, uh, Sean, he said that he hadn't, you know, been to many live sports games, but he was in the band at South Carolina when he was at University of South Carolina, um, and his first game was against NC State. He, he said the season before that was pretty disappointing, and the very first play of this game was a 97-yard touchdown by Debo Samuel. Uh, he said State put up a good fight, but we won with some pretty good highlights, and it was the first time that he was at Bank of America Stadium. This game was at the Panther Stadium. Oh, that's and cool. he said to, to be at a college game and it be rocking in a pro stadium like it was, he said it was just a really good um, memory. And just one more. It was from my buddy Scott Kendall. He had the same exact memory that I had last, last week. He said seeing Tipper hit a walk-off at midnight. He said me, you, your dad, and mom were some of the few fans that stayed for the whole game. Another one was of his was Monday Night Football, watching the Panthers beat Tom Brady. And then he threw in a little gut punch saying Duke versus UNC in the ACC tournament when Zion hit the game winner and Kobe White missed a three-point at the buzzer. Oh. Um, that was a great game, but that hurt, Scott. That hurt. Um, but, I was about to say, but, but I was about to say, but that was a really good game. Oh, that, that was an awesome game. That I, was an amazing game to watch. I remember watching that game. Graham was already asleep. He was very little at that time. He was already asleep. Um, and I was trying so hard not to holler, and, Grant, and Amber said, "If if you wake that baby up, you're you're in you're going in there." And, <laughs> oh. and I was like, I, "I won't wake him up. I won't wake him up." And so, but that that was a great game. I hate we lost, but that was a great game. So thank you to the ones that responded, and um, I really appreciate y'all helping with the podcast too. Yes, uh, thank you everybody who 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 uh, thank you everybody who submitted those favorites sports memories i've really in, enjoyed hearing a lot of those stories and i've actually watched a lot of those games too so i remember at least watching those on tv so that was pretty cool that 
all those people were all those people were there to see it live and in person. So that's really neat. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but coming up on my last topic, I want to talk about. Um, I wanted to just take a moment. I didn't really have an article for it. Just really just opinionated from the way I've seen things in sports so far. I want to talk about what sports leagues have handled this coronavirus, this pandemic, the best. And not saying that they all should be handling it great. This is something that's unprecedented, uncertain, that we hadn't seen, you know? Oh, right, Um, for sure. But what leagues have handled it the best? So I'm going to start off with a couple, and then I might ask you if you you have some takes on some as well. Two I want to talk about real quick. NASCAR has blown this out of the water. Oh, absolutely. NASCAR has done an amazing job. I know you said you didn't watch the race at Darlington the Sunday prior to the last episode. No, I did not. Um, did you happen to watch the Wednesday night race? I watched a teeny tiny bit of That it. was an amazing race. And the fact that it was on a Wednesday night, nothing else was on TV. I mean, not much is on TV right now anyway. Yeah. But that was the only show in town on a Wednesday night. And the way that it ended before it started raining, it was electric the whole time. That was great television. That was great sports content. And then yesterday, we had the 600, Coca-Cola 600 in Charlotte. Yeah. We'll have another race this Wednesday in Charlotte. So this this twice-a-week racing, even if they don't do it every week, that would be hard to do with you know venues and stuff when stuff gets back to normal. But Wednesday night races, they have been awesome. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, for sure. I mean, just the fact that NASCAR was able to kind of plan and strategize all the Souths so they have something to present to fans. Even though fans aren't physically there, they can still watch it and just really enjoy the fact that some form of sports is back into the world for us to watch. That's that, that's really cool. Yeah, and they're doing things the right way. Like, I'm pretty sure they're only allowing, like, four media people at the race. So there's not a bunch of media there. Um, the guys that are commentating the race with Fox, they're in Charlotte at NASCAR headquarters, I believe. So they're not even at the racetrack. Um, every pit member, every pit crew member, they have masks on. They're they're only with their little team. They're social distancing from other teams. Um, when a driver's not in his car, they have a mask on. It was really funny because Wednesday night uh, they had to call the race due to the rain, and Denny Hamlin was in first when the race was called. So he won, and so he threw his mask on, and the mask was – the bottom half of his face, like a picture of the bottom half of his face. Oh, so he just put funny. it on, and it was just him smiling the whole time, and that was that was hilarious. But um, last night, Brad Keselowski won. Um, not the biggest fan of Keselowski, but you know, props to him for winning. That's the longest race of the year, the Coca-Cola 600. Um, if that was your first race that you ever watched ever, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's a very long race. You should have chosen another one <laughs> um, because they usually don't last that long. 600 miles is a long time. I actually went to a Coke 600 one time. Really? Yeah, they started the race at 6.30, and Kevin Harvick won at midnight. So that was a wow. very that long race. a long race, if you're, if you're new to NASCAR and want to see a race in person, go to an all-star race. They're shorter, they're more fun, they're more competitive. Go to an all-star race because they're also competing to win, for, win a million bucks. Um, but NASCAR has done great. Who will do great is the NFL. NFL's done pretty well so far. Yeah. That draft was different, but it was fun, that virtual draft. Oh, right. I know they're slowly letting people kind of work out. I think you can work out as long as your coach isn't there. I know we saw pictures of Teddy Bridgewater and um, Robbie Anderson working out together, kind of running routes and things like that. So Yes, and you saw Tom Brady and a few of his Buccaneers teammates practice. Yeah, yeah. and then we also ta- saw Tom Brady playing golf yesterday. That was, that was kind of interesting, too. Yeah. But the NFL has – I think they're going to come out looking great in this situation because by the time the season runs around, I think things will be dying down. 
Um, things will be calming down when it comes to this coronavirus pandemic, even if they start the season out with no fans or limited fans. Um, I think they'll be looking great. And another um, organization that has looked pretty decent, I know they've had some people pull out and not participate, but WWE, they're, they're, they're still doing their shows. They're not doing they're not doing it in front of fans in big arenas. Right, but, but they're still having them and at least making it so fans can yeah, watch. They, they're, they're doing it at their training center, which is like a little gymnasium. Okay, They had their biggest show of the year, the WrestleMania, where they usually have like 70, 80, 100,000 people there. They did it in this little bitty gym yeah. with no people watching, no people there. And they've been doing these matches that are almost like cinematic, like they're like a movie. Right. And just and it's like a different twist on things. Because, I mean, you don't have to do a match in front of, in the live ring if there's nobody there. You can do cinematic matches. Um, but it's been really interesting for people that like to watch wrestling. Like, I mean, usually, you know, if you do watch wrestling, there's one match called the Money in the Bank ladder match where they climb a ladder to get a briefcase in the middle of the ring. Well, this time, since they have no fans, they filmed that at their at their um, skyscraper headquarters, and whoever got to the top of the building first to climb the ladder to get the briefcase got it. So there's just, they've just been doing some, you know, interesting twists and things like that. And, you know, they've had some, some of their superstars say, you know what, with this, all this going on, I'd rather be with my family. So they hadn't been doing anything. Um, but they've been consistently putting out a show through this whole whole time. Right. So what's some, like, you know, do you have some ideas of some people that have some organizations that have been doing well or maybe not so well? Well, in my opinion, if, if, if there would be, like, a list that somebody made saying, like, who who has handled the this pandemic the best as far as making, you know, kind of figuring things out. Yeah. Uh, I would say towards the top would be like kind of what you mentioned with kind of what you mentioned with NASCAR and WrestleMania and them just kind of being able to put some product out there for right. people to watch on the bottom of that list for me. And I know I'm a baseball guy, but I'm being brutally honest here is major league baseball. Yeah, they, they major have. league baseball has handled this so poorly. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They have struck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think they just handled this whole situation very poorly because, and this is just my opinion, they have not talked enough about uh, protocols and like just keeping people safe throughout the season, and just overall just efforts to make uh, make it a safe experience for not only the players but for potential fans that could come later in the year, assuming that the season will start at a good time for fans to come. Yeah, was it them that, or was it the NBA that talked about starting to play it worldwide of sports? Was the, That was the NBA, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so for, uh, I'm sorry. I, for, for a split second, I thought that was MLB. That would be a decent idea, but basically right now they're saying, hey, we're going to split the profit and uh, don't spit. Yeah, pretty much. And that was one of the things that was kind of funny to me is don't spit because I've been in a college baseball dugout for four years. <laughs> the amount of spit that is in one game yep. is will like make you almost throw up. I don't know how you're going to tell a baseball player not to spit. I don't know. I don't know how you can either. I it mean, just comes natural to them, like breathing and blinking. They're just going to. Uh, That's just part of the baseball I culture. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Ozzy Albies spit at second base. He, <laughs> he always spits. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, so as far as handling the situation, I think MOBs just handled it very poorly. I just wish that they would kind of focus more on safety protocols and how people are going to get paid. And which, you know, which obviously like, you know, you know, I understand this is tough times. You want to figure out how you're going to pay the players and pay the owners and all that kind of stuff like that. But 
the most important thing right now is to get your product out there for people to watch. Right. Like NASCAR and WrestleMania have done so far. They've gotten their sport out there for people to watch. Mm-hmm. Now, now, like, and especially during this time, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter if fans can show up right now or not. I think fans weren't porny just want to be able to watch it and yeah, see it. They just want to have the content. Like, I mean, you know, it, it sounds crazy to have a sporting event with no fans. But NASCAR has shown that, you know, you can watch it on TV. You can listen to it on the radio. You're getting the same experience as you. I mean, you're not getting the exact same experience as you would as you're sitting in the stands. It's not as loud. I can get, tell you that. Oh, much. yeah. Um, but, they, but it's at least there. Yeah, they've done well. They've Their ratings have been amazing. And even on a Wednesday night race, it was great Wednesday night. It was They had Kyle Busch wrecked, a uh, guy on purpose he wrecked. What was his name? Chase Elliott yeah. on purpose, which was hilarious. They had a fox just run around the track during the rain. Yeah, delay. it was funny. They I, had to which, delay. Which I mean, it's not. There's not going to be a race in Darlington if there's not a wild animal running around the track. <laughs> um, but they they're just putting their product out there. Right. You know, they're 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 working on the the logistics and the finances as they go. And I think I just think MLB not to continue baseball puns. They they're really on a hitting slump with things like this. You know they. The front office MLB has looked bad ever since the Astros thing happened. You know, just oh, kind of oh, saying, for sure. we'll just make them apologize and that's it. And then, uh, well, oh, we'll take away some draft picks, things like that. That, you know, just like a little slap on the wrist for what they did. And then how they're handling this whole thing. It just makes it all, it, just, it, all, it all looks worse. Yeah. All, yes, all the situations, especially recently, that Major League Baseball has addressed or had to deal with, um, they have definitely not handled them the best, and it's given them even more of a black eye than I think they've already had. Yeah, I think sometimes if you try too hard, you make yourself look worse. Like, at first, NBA, they did a really good job of just stopping. Of course, yes. I mean, they had to. They had a player test positive. They were the first league to just say, and on the same day as, you know, like on the same day as a game day, I watched that game live that Dallas Mavericks game. Yeah. I saw Mark Cuban react live to the news. Yeah. He was like, of, whoa. And it showed of, everybody around him. Yeah. Of Rudy Gobert and, and everything like that. And like, I watched that live on the, on the day that the NBA shut everything down. I was fixing to watch the Pelicans game that night. I was, I was looking forward to watching the Pelicans game play. And then the last thing that I saw before I went to bed was that the NBA has, suspended the rest of the season. And that was the last thing I remember for that day. And that's a day I'll never forget. So so that they did the right thing by doing that immediately. Oh, absolutely. And then they tried a little too hard with this, that horse competition that was pure garbage. (laughs) I know that's not very reverent babble like of me, but that horse competition, that, that. that was trying too hard and that was trying to get your content out there. But that's, that's not, that's not what the people want. And that, and so they stopped that. And now they're in talks, like I said earlier, about you know maybe playing at the worldwide of sports down at uh, is that that's Walt Disney owns that yeah yes um so down at Walt Disney and <laughs> they can go to see all the Disney's having ride ride all the Disney rides so LeBron and, can dunk on Mickey basically yes right? yeah so you know that they're in good talks with that so the NBA has done well with that as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I just want to talk about that, see what your thoughts were on that as well. Uh, we've had some leagues do really good. We've had some leagues do absolutely terrible. And then you've kind of had leagues kind of do okay. Yeah, I think the NFL is doing pretty good. I think NCAA is doing about the best they can because they have a whole lot more to, to deal with than every other league. Oh, right. Um, and the Olympics, you know, they, they need to cancel, and hopefully they'll work next year. Um, but that, that's just closing out that topic. So, yeah. So, um, that's all I have for the day for today, Cody. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, I just have one more thing to say. Yeah. 
If Major League Baseball can somehow get this season to start here soon in the next few weeks, I'll be happy. And if not, it's just going to be a real shame. That's yeah, all I, I, have to say. I need Acuna to go yard on the Red Sox. Maybe, maybe about six or seven times this year. Oh man, if why'd you possible. have to bring that up? Now you're going to hurt my heart again. Because I, I just need, I need to see my boy just go yard. I'm missing it bad. Well, at least, well, at least the players on your team can make the playoffs, even though mine can't. But and but, as, but, as but of anyway. right now, as of right now, we don't have anybody that cheats either. Oh, man, that one just cut really deep. I'm Sorry. trying to wipe away the tears Sorry. right now. I, I still love you, Cody. I love you, too. Okay, well, on the ending of love, we're going to wrap <laughs> this show up. Um, thanks again for listening. Um, the, all the contact info's at the bottom. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, and share. Tell, tell others about us, and we'll see you next time. Bye.